Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Uh, My name is Kale Ryder. I'm the youth ministry intern here at First Church. This week we're focusing on the book of Lamentations. And the book got its name from the very first word of the first verse, Echa, which means how in the original Hebrew text. And after an initial reading of the book, you might be asking yourself, how in the world did this book even get into the Bible? All five chapters are chocked full of sad and depressing details about the destruction of Jerusalem and the suffering of Israel, God's chosen people. The author describes things like starvation, enslavement, destruction, and a lot of weeping. At one point in chapter 3, verses 17 through 18, he even proclaims that he had forgotten what happiness is and that his endurance and hope had perished. What he is describing is the very essence of hopelessness and suffering. That's where we get the idea of lamenting, which is a form of poetry found throughout the Old Testament. In these prayer-like passages, the authors express sorrow, grief, and deep sadness for things that have happened in their life. But if you're anything like me, then you probably try to avoid the thought of pain and sadness in any situation like that at all costs. And if that's the case, then you probably have no desire to read the book of Lamentations whatsoever because it's overflowing with sad and depressing details. And in a lot of ways, it's like watching a sad movie. And I, for one, do not like sad movies. However, in order to understand the true meaning of Lamentations and see its true value, we have to look at the background. Like one of my professors always says, context is key, and this book of the Bible certainly isn't an exception. You see, tradition and the content of the book indicate that the author was most likely the prophet Jeremiah. The events recorded in the book chronicle the destruction of Israel's capital Jerusalem and the suffering of its people at the hands of a foreign nation, Babylon. With that in mind, you might be wondering why God would allow such devastation to come upon his chosen people. And if you look closely throughout the book of Lamentations, you'll see that the answer is that the people had sinned against and disobeyed their God repeatedly. Chapter 1, verse 8 states that Jerusalem sinned grievously. Then, even more clearly, Jeremiah states in verse 18 that God is in the right, for I have rebelled against his word, as he speaks on behalf of the people of Israel. At this point, it's vital to remember the overall narrative of the Old Testament. Since the fall, God had been giving his chosen people second chance after second chance to live obediently. He gave them extensive instructions on how to live a righteous and upright life, which later became books like Deuteronomy and Leviticus. Yet here we are in the book of Lamentations, hundreds of years later, reading about God's judgment upon his people for their persistent disobedience. In chapter 2, verse 17, Jeremiah even throws an I told you so in there for the Israelites when he wrote, The Lord has done what he purposed. He has carried out his word, which he commanded long ago. He warned them time and time again what would happen if they continued down the road of sin. Sadly, just like many of you parents out there, God got to a point where he'd had enough and he disciplined his children for their disobedience. The book of Lamentations is Jeremiah's account of the suffering that took place as a result of their continual sinning. It was his eyewitness account of all the things going wrong in the world. 
Many of you probably have your own book of lamentations. You've fallen short and failed time and time again. Or maybe you have a laundry list of painful experiences that just keeps getting longer. Things like divorce, addiction, abuse, cancer, depression, and undeserved pain run rampant today, just like they did during Jeremiah's lifetime. And in the midst of all this messiness, there's a beautiful lesson to be learned. What I want to focus on now is Jeremiah's response to the sin and suffering that he describes extensively throughout the book. If you look closely throughout the book, you'll notice that Jeremiah chooses to turn to God in the midst of sin and suffering. Chapter 3, verses 55 through 58 say, I call on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ear to my cry for help. You came near when I called on you. You said, do not fear. You have taken up my cause, O Lord. You have redeemed my life. Jeremiah, God's spokesman and faithful follower, responded to the sin and suffering that overwhelmed his life by calling out to God and turning to God for help. Rather than avoiding God or pretending sin and suffering do not exist, Jeremiah was brutally honest with God through it all. In chapter 2, he says that his eyes are spent with weeping and his stomach churns. As he sat in the sin and the suffering of an entire nation, Jeremiah was straightforward with God about how he felt in all five chapters of this book. Just like that, believers are not called to hide from God or not address their feelings with him. We are called to follow Jeremiah's example in pouring it all out before God. The good, the bad, the ugly, the mistakes we've made, the frustrations or fears we experience daily, and everything else in between. Jeremiah turned to God in the midst of his deep sorrow. He called the people of Israel to do the same in chapter 3, verses 40 through 41, when he cries out, Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. Even after sinning and even through all the suffering these people experienced in Lamentations, it teaches us to run to God with it all. I love how this stands in stark contrast with the story of Adam and Eve. When they sinned against God in the garden, they ran and hid from God in the midst of their sinning and suffering. They disobeyed and experienced pain, this separation from God, unlike ever before. Then they proceeded to avoid God at all costs. Many of us find ourselves in the same position daily. We do the wrong thing day in and day out, or we experience devastating pain and heartbreak Then we proceed to distance ourselves from God, possibly out of shame or guilt or sorrow or confusion or even anger. However, Jeremiah shows us a better way. In chapter 3, he remembers God's character. He remembers that God is full of steadfast love. He is good. He is merciful. He is faithful. He's the one who offers salvation and compassion. And with all that in mind, he calls out and pleads with God from the pits of despair. My question to you as we close is what do you do with the pain in your life? Where do you turn in the midst of sin and suffering? Lamentations shows us that no matter, that no mistake is too big and no pain is too great for God to sit with us in. Our natural response is to 
to failure and pain and sin is to run and hide. But we serve a God who loves us and has mercy on us. According to chapter 3, verses 55 through 58, all we need to do is call on his name and he will take up our cause and redeem us, even in the midst of the, our own sinfulness and the suffering that we experience in this life. What areas of your life do you need to turn to God with?